Hey, what's up, family? Man, I'm in the middle of creating a new episode of Promise You That Podcast, but I just want to ask one question. You mean to tell me you watch all these episodes and if you haven't commented, liked, or subscribed yet? Click the notification bell so every time we upload a new episode of Promise You That Podcast, you will never miss one. And I guarantee you, it'll increase your quality of life. Peace. Man up here taking selfies, man. Look at it. <laughs> what kind of selfie with that, dog? Hey, man, look, I've never taken a selfie before, so this is my first time. That man got that selfie like, like your whole boo-boo on itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We gon' see some friends and we gon' see some foes. We gon' be the pimps, get money from these hoes. Just be ready for whatever you know how this shit go. We got to make some paper. You say that every song. But where did I lie? Hey, what's up, you guys? Did you hear that now our podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, even Anchor? That's right. I said Anchor. Go over, like, comment, subscribe, and send it out to a couple people. We are really trying to push this uh, mental health space and just making sure that people are okay and giving people a positive outlet to talk about these kind of things. What up, family? Man, welcome back to another episode of Promise You That Podcast, man. I'm your host, Amadis, man. And y'all already know the scene. We can't tell you that the change will happen overnight, but we're progressing, and I can promise you that. Man, this next cat that I got coming to the podcast, and besides, it is a bonus episode, but this next cat, man, um, I had the pleasure of meeting this guy while we worked at um, Amazon. And he was very cool, but at the same time, I can tell, like, he had certain things that was kind of off about him or that he was really going through some things. So the whole time while we used to be working and all that kind of stuff, and I'm trying to get my work done, but at the same time, he wanted some kind of insight on how I would look at the situation. So we had a chance to really bond and just to really talk. Um, so this conversation that we're having, I thought it was perfect for the podcast. So that's what I'm bringing here. So guys, without further ado, I introduce my boy, Andre Kelly. Let's go. What's going on, bro? Not much, not much. How y'all doing out there? Hey, man. Tell them a little bit about yourself, Andre. We're going to dive on into it, my boy. So, I'm a bit of an introvert. I uh, I really don't get out the house much. I'm an avid reader. So, I do a lot of reading, researching, always looking for ways to find the next buck. You know, I try to spread knowledge of what I know. If I'm not doing that, I'm looking into investing. Okay, but tell them your aspirations. Like, what are some things that you want to do? I want to eventually become... For all the old ladies listening, my boy, he trying to sell some no. new things on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. We just having a little fun. But go ahead, bro. So, I, uh, I aspire to become successful. And once I do, I want to pass a ladder down who are those less unfortunate and teach them how I did it. What do you feel like is holding you back at the current moment, though? Mainly, mainly is fear. Cause mainly for extroverts, those who can't network easily. But for people like me, it's a bit more difficult. So get them a little insight on why you don't go out much. Is it, does it have anything to do with insecurity? I have like a preconceived notion of how the situate how like how the conversation is going to go. So for the most part, I'm just too off put to even try talking to that person. But don't you understand, like you have a preconceived notion 
on how they will perceive you, but you're automatically placing a burden on them that doesn't give them a chance to show you exactly who they are. True. You're right. At the same time, it can that's a that's a street that goes both ways. Is the way I see it, you know, they could they can have a preconceived notion of me as well, which if it's But it's something that you would never know though, unless they just verbally tell you, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna dive in a little bit deeper today. Okay, so tell me about your mom, because I know that you just recently lost your mom. And just tell um you could just tell whatever feelings that you felt behind that and what do you still how do you still feel? I still blame myself mainly because um when I went out the first the first ever time I went out What? Um, you? Yeah, man. I know it was crazy. I bet right? you was looking at ass all awkward and shit. Just, uh, I, I, <laughs> oh yeah, man. I was drooling at the mouth of everything. <laughs> so Someone's need some coochie. My bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, my, hey, my I ain't gonna lie. Ain't gonna lie. Hey, go ahead. Let's, let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic. Um, so, mainly because when I went out for the first time, and after that, my mom did too, then my grandmother, then my aunt, we all got it except for my uncle. So, once I got out, my grandmother and my aunt got out, my mom was the only one that stayed. And... It got to a point where it was like a it was like a battle. Like one day she would do fine, and then next minute it would just nosedive. Her health would nosedive, and um, and as it progressed, there was a point where she would have to get a tracheotomy. In other words, you know, put a hole through her throat and help her breathe, and eventually wean her off the ventilator. She was on one at that point, so. It damn near broke my heart. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. So, I heard you say that you feel like it was your fault, basically. You're taking the blame. What I want you to understand is that, like, guilt can eat you alive, dog. Now, with the cases of this pandemic, do you understand how many people we lost from the pandemic? I lost a grandmother in the pandemic. I lost an aunt in the pandemic, but never think that it's your fault. A lot of times this is God calling those people home. That has nothing to do with you. And it was under the unprecedented time. So like we never went through nothing like that. So a lot of people didn't know how to handle it. Doctors didn't even know how to handle that situation. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it wasn't a thing like, oh, let me get her some medicine. They were still trying to find a cure for it. So and and the cure wasn't like a they never found the cure. They they put things in position that can kind of like keep you from getting it but you still going to get it or some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was nothing no real preventative measures that they came up with that could have kept your mom from contracting covid and eventually going home. And I understand like sometimes we want to put ourselves like if I only would have done this then this would have happened. But what you have to understand, we cannot alter the things that's, that life come with a lot of times. Sometimes we can, but these are the times that we can't. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, I made my peace with it. But sometimes I still sometimes I still go back to that night and, you know, it, it, 
it tends to, you know, have me tearing up sometimes because, you know, I feel like I did. I wish I had done more when she was, when I was uh, taking my medicine and I would hear her every night coughing and I didn't do anything. It was nothing you could do. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. When you ha when you get to a point, it was like it was nothing that I could have done in that moment to definitely like to keep her here. You have to just make peace with it. Now, okay, I want you to go, and I want you to give me a little bit. Like, what did your dad mean to you? A lot. He was my hero. Why? Point blank. Period. Because. He was there. Like, he was the, he was, to be honest with you, my pops was, <laughs> my pops was above my mom, honestly. Because he was, he was, uh, he was always there, you know. He was the, he was the fun parent, quote unquote. But when he had to be, he was still a parent. You know, he disciplined me when he needed to and things like that. But for the most part, you know, when we moved to, when we moved here in Atlanta, it was like, you know, he he still called me. Like, we would talk every now and again. You know, when he could, I would call him. He would call me. So, and this was, and that's why, like, I saw him as my hero. Because it was like, I wanted to be like him. But he want, he always told me, you know, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. That's always a parent's words, bro. I'm just so, being real with you. And from the stuff that you said, the best thing you can do now is for him to live vicariously through you and you to live to your full potential. That's the best thing that you can do for him now. Even for your mom, that guilt that you feel, you need to use that as fuel to push you to the next level to make your mom proud because that's what she would have wanted. As a parent, when everything is said and done, a parent always want their child to be the best version of themselves. And to actually live out their life the way they're supposed to. That's what they want. So I remember having this talk with you uh, not too long ago. And you broke down. And you was like, man, I just feel like it's my fault. Da, 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 da. And I just wanted you to understand. Like it's, like, it's nothing you can do. With this COVID thing, it was nothing nobody could do, dog. Like, come on, bro. Mm -hmm. These people didn't know how many people is going to die from this COVID thing and all that kind of stuff. I do believe that it was population control, but I'm a conspiracy yes. theorist on a lot of things when it comes to that, but it was nothing nobody could do though. So yeah. explain to me your relationship with your grandmother. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm for give, I'm for the chew your ear off real quick. I'm just being real. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Mike Tyson go shit. You know what I'm saying? He's, come on, Evander. All that. You feel me? <laughs> Evander. Don't buy my ear off now. Evander. Come on, Evander. <laughs> yeah, all that. Go ahead. So, with my grandmother. It, yeah, I'm talking now, about now, cuz. I was leading up to now. Yeah, let's go ahead and get up in there. So, now it was like, it was still some of that love, but now it's more so like a tenant and their landlord. I just want the money, baby. That was a girl I was saying. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And it's like, I'm still trying to, you know, be like, hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm still your grandson. I'm not your tenant. So I'm trying to, you know, get her away from that. But I think. She's know, already stuck in that mode. That, but also it's because since I'm my mother's son, she 
expecting me to be like her or one of her other daughters, uh, Sabrina, who basically had enough. So I don't know what's going to happen now. But as of right now, it's kind of like, like I said, tenant in her landlord. So how, so how much time do you spend with your grandma, man? Just be real. A uh, bit too much, honestly. I'm, I'm almost never leave the house. That's why he haven't had no pussy. I was just playing, y'all. I was just playing. He need to say that the marriage, but yeah. Um, I just like uh, from what you from what we the conversation that we had. Um, it was basically on some stuff where she want to take up all your time and spend all your money. Your your grandma was acting like your girlfriend, dog, and that's not good. I'm just being real with you. That's not good because you still gotta have a life too. Yeah, yeah, I do. So at the same time, th- and this is this is just me. I feel like your grandmother knows your heart, knows that you're like um, you're a very tender person, you are a very soft spoken person. So and they know you're a giver. So when people, some people play on those type of attributes. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people see those attributes as good things. Then you have other people that are natural born manipulators that come to rob you of that. Mm. And that's what it is. It's like, okay, cool. Since I know he going to give it, let me take. Since I know he can be easily manipulated on a lot of different levels, give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make up a lie because a lot of people are so caught up in being manipulated they they don't even know they're doing it. That's the crazy thing. It comes unconsciously mm-hmm. because this is something they have done for a long time. So, like I told you before, that's what it is. It's coming to the point where just like, okay, cool. If I know that I can tell any lie and make up something where I can get what I want out of them, guess what they're gonna do? They can they do, do that. Yep. Exactly. So, and that, and that's the, and that is the particular part that I think your grandmother is taking, because she's been manipulating people so long, and she know like you're not that type of person that you're like, dang, why grandma trying to manipulate me? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we have to learn this. Period. And this is the black community, whatever community that this happened in, not to allow your love to make you a slave. Mm. Okay. Because a lot of time we're so caught up in, well, this is my family. This is my... Fuck all that. Love is not pain. If you... People love to reference the Bible. In the Bible, it says love is kind, love is patient, love is giving. Not one time that it says love is manipulation. Hmm. And I want you to understand that. So, you have a lot of people, they have already, be, have, they was already preconditioned to be a manipulator. So, they don't know exactly when they're doing it. It's like, well... I'm just getting my, getting what I getting what I want, and so that's all that matters. Guess what? Think about it. Well, damn. What about me? That's my whole point. And when a person has their hand closed, you can't get nothing out of them. Only time they open their hand, and when it's time to take, mm. 
So that is the thing I want you to understand. I had to understand that to a degree too. Because not everybody that says they love you really love you for you. A lot of people only love you for what you bring to them. They only love like your company. They only love what they can get out of you. And the moment you're to that point where you can't give anything, those are the main people that sit by and talk about you. Those main people like, shoot, I mean, <laughs> what you here for? Basically. Mm. Okay. I never think of that. Hmm. And the thing is, I want you to understand what love is. But I, cause I want you to be to the point that you're not holding a grudge or you're not holding on to something that of a love that you didn't get from your grandmother, that you didn't get from the people that your mom left you with. And you'll start to have these preconceived notions when you do get with a woman and, and she probably actually love you for you, you'll automatically have these preconceived notions like, man, she don't really love me. She did here for the chick. Because guess what? Our first fractures come from who? Our family. family. That's where the first fracture come from. Most of the time, when you have been, when you grow up and you're already like fractured to a certain degree, those fractures come from your family. They, because they, the thing about it, and why they're fractures. And why they hurt so bad? Because guess what? It's coming from somebody who says they what? They love, love you. you. That's why. And a lot of people just like, well, you know, they really didn't mean it. But every time you get into a situation, you're doing what? You're replaying it back in your mind. Okay. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you this. When I was coming up, um, I used to have this person in my family that um, never allowed me the opportunity to be great mm. in whatever I did. I don't care if it was football. I don't care if it was singing. I don't care if it was dancing. I don't care if it was writing. I don't care what it is. I believe that if, if even if it came down to me shitting on the toilet, this person still probably <laughs> would have said, well, that person shit better than you. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. That's how bad it was. So it was always... Um, having this comparison mechanism. So it scarred me for a long time. So when I did get into certain situations where my talent may have been adequate enough, my talent have may have been above average, but it always brought me back down to the comparison thing. And I was, well, I'm not better than this person. And it started to do what? It started to replay over in my mind. So when I got into these rooms to do certain stuff, the first thing I used to do was like, well, I ain't, I ain't good like that person. It's funny I can't sing like it. that person. I can't jump high as that person. I can't dribble the ball like that person. I can't shoot like that person. And, it's, and it started to not only just affect me in one area, it started to affect me in a lot of areas. Mm. It's be times, and you probably won't believe this, it has. It was time that girls may have chosen me over other guys, and the first thing I said, "What's so great about me?" Wow. It was nothing. It's nothing that I possess that's different from what they have. Cause at the time, all the girls was like dating the dope boy. So when a girl 
She may have went with a dope boy before, but when she chose me, I was like, what the hell she chose me for? I ain't no dope boy. That was a fracture. And that fracture not only affected me, like I said, in one area of my life, that fracture carried me for 35 years. Ooh. That fracture carried me for 35 years, bro. I kid you not. Be because of the of the, uh, the initial conversation with that person that I loved and I looked up to told me I wasn't good enough. So it was always where I feel inadequate in, on every level. Mm. Now you hear me talk about it and me being in this space, you're probably like, this nigga is not, that's not what it is. It is. It's just now I've asked God for the courage to do what he need me to do. That's it. To be honest, that's why it took so long to do the podcast. Because I was like, bro, I ain't no big podcaster, bro. I don't know how to speak. But what I started to realize is that I pray for clarity before I even get on this mug right here. And I ask God, like, what, what, what would you want me to say? How vulnerable would you want me to be in that moment? And that's what put me in the stage that I'm able to just like, it just starts to flow. Huh. <laughs> I, I promise you, bro, a lot of this stuff that, uh, the stuff that I'm doing now is because of God, not because of me. And I know I joke around a lot, but my spiritual connection with him is everything. I can feel it. I can definitely feel it. So tell me, let's talk about your appearance for a second. <laughs> oh, I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking goofy as shit right now. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all. This is my, this my dog, but I gotta tell this. So, we was riding on the truck. Oh, God. So I told my boy, I said, hey, Doc. I said, oh, bro, I ain't trying to be mean, bro. But the big old boot got to go, dog. <laughs> like, you need to burn them, dog. Like, I'm just saying. So ever since then, I'm going to be real with you. From the first time I rode on the truck with you, um, that you rode on the truck with me or whatever, and that's how I kind of figured that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you confided in me to to let me into your life. And so that's what made me be like, okay, cool. I can talk to him about certain stuff and try to help you to the, to a certain degree. Like, I don't know everything, but it's always where well, I'm a learner. So as you're learning from me, I'm learning bits and pieces from you. I'm probably not taking everything because you spooked me out with that fucking, uh, with the fucking stick man. Fair shit. enough. Fair enough. But I still take, certain pieces that you was talking about. I'm like, okay. You're smart. Especially when you talk like stocks and all that kind of stuff. Like numbers, all that kind of stuff intrigues me. So I was like, okay, cool. But that big book thing, bro. And I, tell, <laughs> I used to see that man every day at work and like, hey, boy, you need to burn them boots, my boy. The boot dead, cool. <laughs> he was like, Man, I got to keep a little bit longer, good, cool. You need to burn them up, cool. You about to wear walk with socks on, cool. But, um, yeah, just explain your appearance, man, and, and why uh, you haven't, you know what I'm saying, like, what is what is the concept behind, you know what I'm saying, you right now? 
So, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Where I got on is I legit just threw this together. That ain't no hand-me-down, is it? <laughs> nah, not at all. <laughs> that's that's some of that granddaddy 3,000 gear. You feel me? Go ahead. <laughs> nah, man. I kind of just threw it together because, uh, honestly, most of the stuff that I have now are hand-me-downs. And I figured I would go out, grab me some things, and... Try it out. See how I like. I liked how I looked in the mirror this morning, this tonight. So, I so you went it. about that. Hmm. I ain't bought this. I've been had this. I just really oh. didn't wear it. So that was a hand me down too. Nah, nah. This was a hand me down. It was, it was more like a forget me. Oh, that one of them shirt grandma bought. Nah, not this. <laughs> not this. Okay. Um, I want you to put. You know, what I'm saying like, I know. I sometimes I do forget to do it, but. Try to put more emphasis in your self-care. I'm trying to. My Stop uh, trying. Just do it, dog. I say that mainly because low self-esteem is a bitch. It is a bitch. Why you say that? Because it's like you want to do something, but your own, but it's like. You holding yourself back? Yeah, mm, when I you're know. not wanting to. But like I explained a while ago, and I probably sounded pretty crazy when I said it. But it's the best way I could describe it. Um, Self-esteem, at least to me, is like a busy New York City street. It's like you have so many, not necessarily distractions, but you have like a lot of noise. And it drowns out the possible confidence that I have. Okay. So the doubts, the, oh, you ain't going to ever amount to shit. Oh, that looked like trash. You need to not put that on. Oh, you need to, you know, throw on those boots, those big ass boots and we'll keep wearing those for a couple of months. <laughs> and, My bad, I don't mean to laugh, but that shit was funny. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, just things like that. And, you know, that little midi voice is like, you know, well, come on, man. Like, you know, you could, you could ride that, like it. You know, nah, I, I, you can't rock that no more, dog. <laughs> but but the thing about it, I know you say that, but haven't I done the work to help you with your appearance, right? Yeah. Even help get your hair cut, everything. So my whole thing is like, um, I'm a person of action. So I'm not necessarily going to talk about you and not have something to help you out. I'm not that person. Like, even when like we had a, situation at work where yep. people was talking about you or whatever so i i i, I come in i ain't gonna lie i started laughing because the shit was funny but <laughs> but what i took and did was it was not something that we had already discussed already so at the same time when the conversation came up i was i was laughing i was like dang but i'm like bro i told this guy this though so one thing about it like me being a friend, like, I'm going to tell you before I allow somebody else to tell you. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And so, that was the whole thing for me. So, I understand, like, low self-esteem is a mother. Um, That's why I, I... That's when we always have these talks about being around community and being around other people that can help you come out of your shit. That's the importance of a we. A lot of people don't understand the importance of we because it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. 
But when you understand, like, sometimes that we hold us up when we can't hold ourselves up, sometimes that we hold us accountable, even when we don't hold ourselves accountable. But a lot of people are so afraid of that type of community. A lot of people are afraid of it because, like, I mean, I've never had nobody tell me that about myself. Maybe there's something that you need to know that's going to help you. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. It's but like, but you have so many people in 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 your life that um enable you to do certain stuff because they're not in, they're not putting forth like the change like man come on do something about your hell, dog take them damn boots off <laughs> they'll be the one like claim that your friend but allow other people to laugh at you I'm I just can't so yeah I'm talking about your boots but I'm talking about your boots in a in a sense of we we are cool and we and we converse on a day-to-day basis. So I'm like, bro, I ain't even let my man's be walking around with his boots like that, cuz. Then everybody like, oh, that dude walking the big old boots, but ain't nobody gonna have the courage to say, hey bro, the mud dead, cuz. Sometimes we just need people to, to, to tell us certain stuff like that. But when 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 it coming from somebody that you that you have that rapport with, you like, all right. But somebody will come to you. I know big ass boot. Why you get your make ass on? You go straight to the zone. You feel me? Yep. So that's when I try to make sure that I'm telling, I'll tell you, but the only way I have that kind of conversation with a person is depending on the rapport that I have with them. That's why I might tell you like, bro, you holding yourself back. But I'm telling you, you holding yourself back just based off the conversations that we have already had. Yeah, and I'm working on it. So it ain't like I'm just like, oh, I'm just saying it with no context. It's been times like I've called out what you said verbatim, and you looking at me like, bro, this nigga. Then what you say? That won't like to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, this, this is how you know people be like on the back and try to be defensive because soon you, soon you like tell them something they said to you verbatim, and they be like, shoot. They won't like to let everybody inside my mind, bro. Like, they're going to help. <laughs> but, yeah, man. You got to, man, I promise you. Like, it's so much stuff that you could do um, just to take care of yourself. It's not about you looking good for nobody else, bro. It's about you feeling some type of way about yourself. Um, Well, from what, I've, from what I've experienced, it's more so about, like, you know, to look good about oneself is to look, to feel good about oneself is to look good. Yeah. So. You look good, you, you play good. Yeah, so if you don't, if you, like in my case, I am not going to lie, I am I am fashionably illiterate. Like, hey. I am fashionably illiterate. I can't, I can't. That man be wearing white at the Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm the only one that's wearing red on past St. Patrick's. Anyway. Oh, God. And yeah, you shooting bad, my boy. Yeah, man. Go ahead. So that's why I'm like, you know, for someone to for someone to feel good is to look good type mentality is just not for me. So it tends to it tends to throw me off because I'm like, well, you know, this person has like for instance, you know, most people nowadays they want nothing but brand name, you know, Chanel, Louis, things like that. Me, I'm just out here in the goodwill trying to put something together. But, you know, most people, they want all those things. But but those those things are materialistic. I just want you to know that. Like, 
just because you have those things doesn't mean that you can actually dress. I'm going to be real with you. Because I went in the Goodwill. I went in Target and put together me a quick little outfit and <laughs> spice that mug up. Hey, I'm coming for you, bitches. You did me. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just being real. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with style. Because I can see somebody that has on Balenciaga, uh, Chanel, all that kind of stuff. And the way they might dress, the way they might have it on, it might actually make them look boogie to me. Because mm. I'm not all about the name brand. One thing my grandma always told me, she said, it's not the clothes that makes you. It's the man inside the clothes. It's some stuff that you can do to your clothes that you, the way you wear your clothes that can make you, that can help you look good, that can accentuate your figure. That's just what it is, bro. It ain't said like, oh yeah, like, I gotta have a Chanel. I got, no, that shit materialistic. It's like, it's okay for the people that want it and that, for the people that have it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever floats your boat. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to ever feel like in order for you to look good, like, that is that is the standard. That's not a standard. It felt like that for a while. And the most ironic thing about it is, is that even though it seems like the most, the way to look good is to wear brand name things, I could give a shit less about it. Like, I'm not materialistic. So, to me, it's like a, it's an onset battle. Like, do I, do I wear this to look good or even though... You're just wearing it just to keep up with other people. That's what most people do. Yeah, It ain't so, that they actually like it. I'm just going to be real with you. Most people, they're not... Now, this is the culture of everything now. They're not necessarily buying things because they actually like it. They're buying things because somebody else has it. And a lot of people don't even have... Um, the heart to admit that mm. when I buy what I buy, dog, I buy it because I like it and it and it looks good on me. I'm not buying some vents, some vent skippers just because oh somebody else got them. It, it'd be a plus when you see somebody else that that you know say has the same style or whatever. It's a mm. plus, but it's not necessarily something that drives me to buy buy certain things though. Hmm. Come on, cuz. <laughs> you feel me? But, um, so, so, okay, put together an outfit for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what would you, like, just put together an outfit for me. Uh, let's see. Navy blue polo, dark pants, maybe dark blue pants with some vans. Um, another one being... So, what's stopping you from buying the vans, bro? Because, uh, yeah. Well, mainly... Hey, cuz. Not, mm. You know, you my dog. But, uh, you got on a walk it like a talker right now. Walk <laughs> it like a talker. Yeah, walk it like a talker. We, we are having a whole walk conversation, like a but... Well, shoot. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Me. It's like a it's like a three person interview. You, me, and my shoes. Bro. Ooh, because you know they talking. They really are. I don't know what words they trying to say. They speaking Japanese, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I had these for a good minute, so I mean, it's how about many? time. Okay, good. Almost half half the time I had the boots. Oh, mm. them boots are a ten year strong, ain't y'all got a relationship? You let out the boots on them. <laughs> Hey y'all, but Bobby laying down with the boots. Man, me and the boots already have like a mortgage put down and all that. Whew, good God, 
We're going to pray for you on them boots, dog. These shoes, we trying to put a business together. I ain't going to lie to you. They, they definitely feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get you up on some dates, dog, because uh, you got them granddad in the yard pants. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to put something together. All right, so what do you see yourself in the next five years? Not in this. <laughs> First off. Um, I went in going there, so you just <laughs> I didn't even go there. Go ahead. Uh second, I see myself in a position where I could give back to my community, both in New York and here. So You're from who? New York. Nigga play. <laughs> this guy. Don't listen to him. Well go ahead. No. Oh. So I like to give back to like I said, my community is both New York and here. And I'd like to, you know, show the show the young... Well, I can't say youngins because I'm still young myself. Um, People in my age bracket that, you know, you don't have to be a, a certain type of way. You don't have to have that constant looking over your shoulder mindset in the hood. There's a way out. There is a way out. Yeah. That, you know... There are people who are willing to teach you the ways out. There are people who are willing to invest in what you want to put out. If you want to, if you want to rap, there are people. There are people out there who may not look like it, who you, may have, who may have the money, who can support your careers if that's what you want to do. Same thing for schools. One of the most, one of the most uh, idolized actors out there. Rest in peace. Um, I want to say Idris Elba, but that, that ain't him. Nah, um, that Chadwick Bowman. Yeah, yeah, Chadwick Bowman. Get your people. He, he was he was paid for by Denzel Washington. Yeah, the Denzel he paid Washington his way him. for school, Fine. and so I use that as a way of you know, whoever whoever I may see on the street if I go when I go back, maybe the next Chadwick. Who knows? He may be the next Denzel. And in five years, if I have the money, I'm... Man, ain't nobody the next Denzel, dog. There's only one Denzel. You're right. But at the same time, if they have that potential, I'm more than willing to invest in it. That's my thing. That's one thing we desperately need more of in the community. So let's talk about this business thing that uh, we had... I had been cussing you out about. Uh, Like, what's up? What's up with that, bro? Like, 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 you scared. No, I've had a, I've actually had a change of heart. Like, there's been a several bunch of things I wanted to do. Really, one of them being, one of them being, um, what was it? It was something I seen recently. Um, damn, I don't, I don't remember. It's in my, it's in my book of side hustles. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Man, that man got a book of side hustles. I ain't did shit with him. My bad. I'm hey, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'm researching. So there's that. I'm researching for it. So when I do do it, I know exactly what I'm doing. So I don't want to just do anything half. I don't want to half step anything if I do anything. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm. I can't. I can't remember it right now. So dog, let that make a pivot, Mike. Let make a pivot. Um. Yeah, they're gonna come to the prize. So we're gonna talk about some sex now. So 
Oh, the thing that they have the least knowledge in. Gotcha. Oh, damn. So you still a virgin? Yep, pretty much. Uh, uh. So you ain't never eat a girl could get. <laughs> so tell me why you feel why you feel as though that that haven't happened. Now before you go there, I'm gonna tell you like it's nothing wrong with saving yourself a mayor though. I'm just being real with you. Like I feel like if a lot of people would have been in that same situation, then we probably wouldn't. Um, have to worry about a lot of other stuff because the sex would not be a factor. Mm -hmm. So you tell me. So mainly because mainly because he's saving himself to be an old. He trying to be somebody uh step granddad already. Andre, you trying to be a step granddad already? Nah, nah. Are you waiting for them hookers over there? Are you waiting for them lot lizards over there at Ford Industrial? And we call them black lizards. Oh, yeah, he waiting, <laughs> y'all. He waiting. Um, no, um, honestly, I'm willing to give it to not necessarily the first person I see, but the first person I'm in a oh sincere relationship. With. <laughs> oh, he busted down for anybody, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> and girl, I got that check on the front. My oh, wife said he fucking. Mm -hmm. Why you say that, boy? I'm trying to get on EBT money now. Nah, no, like uh, nah, the SSI boy. Oh, the SSI. Oh, that's that good money. They're going to keep you paid. Grandma get paid the same time every, nah. every month. Nah. I'm, I'm saying, but ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. There you ain't. know what I'm saying? Like, this is not for me. Um, So, what do you think about this epidemic of all of these guys eating booty? Like, what do you think about it? First off, disgusting. Second, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's on them. Um, I don't know, man. It, it It is, to me, I find it is, though, that everybody follows the trend, okay? That's a trend? Uh, yeah, because if you notice, like, back in the day, and I can remember being a, a young man myself, or, uh, like, being super young, too, when somebody asked me, like, even if they asked, are you eating vagina, mm -hmm. eating the pussy? The first thought I was like, hell no, nah, like, you know, pussy, but you got me mashed up. Why wouldn't you know got nothing? You know what I mean? I mean, you said booty. I was thinking something else. Ah, right. pussy. Okay. Uh, okay. What your damn mind there, bro? The one above that. That's what I thought you was talking about. That's why I said what I said. Not to say you, you eating pussy. And, like, my mind never, like, I would, it's like, even if you were doing it at that particular time, like, you didn't feel, like, so out in the open, like, comfortable just to say that. Oh, Yeah. Bobby in the hell out of And so now it's just like it reached another epidemic that like people like, hell yeah, I'm gonna eat the booty. Why sure? Why not? Um ooh, um, I don't I don't get it. And then like now, dude's favorite line is you asking a girl to sit on your face. Me personally, I don't see that as like that's a talking point. I don't get it. Like, hey, hey shout Come over, she just sit on my face, y'all. <laughs> you ain't turning my face to no uh, damn porta potty now. We ain't doing that one now. Like, what's wrong with just just doing it regular? But now they want to. Oh yeah, eat the booty. Like, it's already enough now. Yeah, it's already enough That's to be, to be eating the vagina. Then you want to tell me you about to eat the booty too? Then now dudes don't got so bold. They love to hit a girl in the butt. I don't know. I'm just scared. Like, yeah. 
I don't see how people do it. Me personally, I am scared. I am terrified of that. Never done it. So when people say, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I fucked in the air. Huh? <laughs> like, dog, you ain't afraid you're going to hit a dookie line or something? Just, <laughs> doodle just going to go everywhere. I like, oh, I'm, nah. just, I'm just saying. Like, I'm oh, making truffle butter. Nah, I'm just trying man. to see, bro. But um, I just like everybody, like, they do whatever the part of the trend, bro. And it just... Don't make any sense. So I feel like it is a good thing that you haven't had sex yet. Um, I would suggest that you just wait till you get married. You find that woman that you want to be with and do that. Do it that way, bro. Yeah, the thing is, I got to I don't mind that, but the thing is, marriage is such a tough, touchy subject. That man it's don't turn into a little horn dog in here person the time. You got that little hard rag up on the little hard little um the little hard little rag up on the bed, don't yeah. <laughs> Right. Look at no. that hey, hey, I wish I could see the look on his face right now. But I guarantee you got that little hard little rag up on the bed. No, no socks either. No. Okay, American Pie. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So, I feel like marriage is a bit of a touchy subject. So, right now, if if things were a bit more feasible and I didn't have the option of possibly losing half of everything I own. Yeah. Were you worried about that? That yeah. ain't that ain't supposed to be something that you worried about. I mean, it's car. Because, listen, listen. Okay, so, I understand, like, that is a touchy subject for some people. Uh, but when you put yourself in that situation, only thing you're hoping that you find a person that's willing to make it work with you. That's what I'm, that's what I was about to get into. Okay. Cause it's like, you know, it's a touchy subject because, you know, it is very easy to within 10 years down the road, be like, Oh, well, I'm tired of this person, divorce them. And next thing you know, that person is out like half of what they own. You know how that, you prevent that? That terrifies me. You know, you know prevent how to prevent that? Prenup? No. No. First of all, you have to stay in your masculine state while she stays in her what? Feminine state. Go ahead. Okay. On top of that, you have to continue to do what you did in order to get her in the first place. Okay. You also have to date your partner. That's what keeps the relationship what? Spicy. Ha, you feel me? And and mm-hmm. I say and I see a lot of men they complain about the whole fact of men she don't like to have sex like that no more. And da da da. Guess what? You know why? Mm-hmm. Because now she sees sex as an obligation. If she still visualizes sex. As pleasure, mm-hmm. she will always want to do it. She not like a a lot because some people don't have high sex drives. But huh. if she see it as pleasure, guess what? It's a good. It. It's a good number of times you are gonna get it. If not, it's gonna seem okay. Okay, I'll get you. So that's what I'm saying. I'm picking so up. So th- that's down. what you have to do in order to keep it where it needs to go. Some niggas need to do dick up, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some so like it's like if you have your woman, you want to be able to please her on all different levels. It shouldn't be where you just having sex with it. Uh, 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 oh God, God damn it! Shit. 
four pumps into it, you up out of there. So guess what? You take your butt to the gym. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, gym. Gym have a have a lot of uh uh, uh benefits. I bet. I bet. I'm just <laughs> hey, Jesus is real. That's all I'm thinking to tell you. I mean, Jesus is real. I mean so yoga pants, but no, I ain't gonna get into that. Yeah, you're gonna look, but I'm saying I'm talking about for you. For, oh, yeah. the, for the man. Oh yeah. What's so that? that's the whole thing. So it's just like don't that's why I say I wanna like to change your outlook. Cause you don't want to go into a marriage like, oh, well, if she don't, what's the she gonna take half a thing I got? Nah, you don't want to look at it like that. You just want like, this is my partner. This is a person I want to grow with. This person that I want to be with. I have the willpower to make it work. Well, so once you go into it with that whole situation and you be, you pay attention to the red flags first and foremost. Cause a lot of people taking like, oh, okay, you skip all the red flags because you, you basically are looking at that person's physical attributes. Mm. Or you're looking at, like, I don't want to be by myself. That's when a lot of people get married. They don't want to be by themselves. Or they like, damn, she's so fine or he's so fine. I can't let that person just slip out my fingers. So they'll just marry the person just to try to think that's going to hold them. But in reality, they it can't hold them. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get out of that. Because honestly, knowing how, again, self-esteem is a bitch. So that is one of the main things that, you know... My self credit tells me it's like, well, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be alone. So whoever you get with, you might as well marry because you you may not get anything better than. Oh no, nah, don't think like that, brother. Because you'll marry anything. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So that's why. Yeah, marry a woman like your grandma. Oh, oh no! Nah. Damn, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. I don't know how to control my 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 mouth sometimes, brother. I'm so, sorry. so with that, it's like you know. I'm trying not to get into marriage until A, I have myself situated, and B, I know I have a way out or a way to prevent it. Ho what? Not necessarily. Not in this, this mother. Bro, this is not a burning house. If you look at it with that type of mentality, it is going to be a burning house because she's going to try to get you for everything she can get before you get up out of there. Guess what? It's ways to get other. It's ways to get things from your brother. She ain't got to just marry just to get it. My bad. Probably. She ain't got. I'm telling you, she ain't got to marry just to get it, bro. She can get that in many other ways. Uh, can I be honest with you? You have been so far. You ain't had no coochie, right? Nope. So, um, guess how she gonna get the money from you? <laughs> she gonna throw that cooch on your ass. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You will fucking sleep. Goddamn slizzle. She gonna take everything you got. <laughs> so no way I'm out of it, brother. You might well just you might well just pay attention to the signs and pray to God that you make the right decision when you choose her. That's it. You start seeing the red flag, you have to just uh evaluate it and like, is this something that I can deal with long term? Because you're not always going to be that same person that's very tolerable of that shit. So, you just have to be... Yeah. Because she... It's in a way she can get it from you. Because, uh... Brother. So, I'm... I'm Like, you never had sex before. Nope. Then on top of that, guess what? Mm. You got a little love weight on you. Yeah. So, with you having that little love weight on you, get what? She going to put that thing on you. <laughs> so, you come out, you going to sleep.
<laughs> she gonna walk up out of the computers. She gonna take them shoes. <laughs> she so, Money. So she she gonna, gonna, gonna leave, take it she all. Gonna take everything but the shoes, huh? She gonna leave them shoes talking and walking right with you. <laughs> so what I'm saying, don't, don't look at it like that, bro. Don't I'm saying like you gotta. It is. Hmm. It's it's some drawbacks from relationships. It's some things that you gonna go through when it comes to down to relationships. It's gonna be the, it's the good, bad, and the ugly. But when you finally do find that person, it's that is 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 joy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all ain't gonna always be perfect. Y'all gonna have some time when y'all beefing. But when you understand, like this is who I'm gonna be with, I it's gonna be a whole different um, type of scenario for you. You just gotta pray to God that you find the right one. That's it. Cause looking for a way out, guess what? It's a lot of people that said that at first. Until they actually it's not as easy as it, as you're trying to make it because once you get yourself um attached to a person you get yourself like you start to fall in love with that person once you in love that is a very vulnerable state that is not something you can just easily just attach from to, ah, you know i'm gone mm. depending on your love for that person and if you say you got self-esteem issues that you probably need to work on right now Bro, you'll be stuck loving somebody that don't love you. Actually, you know what? That has happened to me before. Now that I think about it, it has. <laughs> not to not to not to like empty out my wallets, but there was somebody that was like that once a long time ago. What happened? So, there was this, uh, yeah, this girl in late middle school that I was that I was crushing on, and no, 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 it wasn't that. So Valentine's Day, there was this girl, Calista. No, not Calista. That's a completely different story. He like white chicks. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm colorblind, but she did have me though. Um, so Valentine's Day. I was minding my own business, and then there was this girl, fine, that I liked at the time, and Valentine's Day came up, and she came up to me, it was like, you got me anything for Valentine's Day, now knowing me, you know, I've never experienced that before, so kind of just froze up, I didn't have anything to say, so, um, literally that afternoon, Mom picked me up, told her about her, and we drove to the nearest CVS and oh, picked you up something. Some that epic day. shit. Some CVS bears. Boy, that don't yep. talk about. Big that ass clutch. CVS. Big ass CVS clutch. bear. Clutch. Medium size Valentine's Day chocolate and everything. Took it, said thank you, and that was that. Oh, man. She just used and abused you. Yep. Treat you like a $2 house kid. All right, so Never how? Forget it. So how? How about friends? Do you have any? A few, okay. very few. Um, mainly we're all on a group on Facebook, but uh, that's my personable friends, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not internet friends. I know these people in real life. No, that's my. Do you hang around them? Do you be around? I would them? like to, but they are all in different states now. Okay. So, 
I'm going to make sure I be your friend, dog. You feel me? Have somebody to talk to, dog. But in the thing of me being your friend, it's not always going to come to something that you want to hear. I just want to let you know that now. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Um, But I'm also that friend that's not going to aid you in bullshit. But I am that friend that is willing to pray with you. All right. That works for me. So... We're going to say a quick prayer for this guy. Uh, I know I said a whole bunch of jokes, and we don't talk about vaginas and all that kind of stuff, but that's just who I am. Um, yeah, Jesus is still working on my heart. Whatever. Don't judge me. Um, I did, Heavenly Father, we come to you lifting up Andre God, and we ask that you give him the courage. You give him the strength to go in whatever direction that you have for his life. God, we thank you for him having... Uh, um, a pure heart, but not allowing people to change his heart and to take him away from your purpose. God, I just want to ask you for his, um, for clarity in his life. I want to speak, um, the bravery. I want to speak, um, well-being God. I want to prophet. I want to help him get to the next level. God, you give me what I need to have in order to help him to get to where he has to be. Um, and we thank you and we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, the I am quote that we are going to be on today is <laughs> for you, Andre. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. Y'all have a whole bunch of quotes on my wall, so that's the reason I'm looking for them now. This will be cut out, but whatever. Okay, so this is the one I have for you. I am more than enough. I am more than enough. You got to say it like you were meaning, Andre. Be serious, dude. I am more than enough. Do you believe that? No, you don't. Because you just said bit. it like you was a sucker. Say it, nigga. Say it with your chest. I am more than enough. Say it with your chest. I am more than enough. All right, then. Hey, man. This, we're out, man. I just want to tell you guys that I love you guys. Um, if you're ever feeling um, any type of way suicidal, uh, you feel like you have low um, confidence or anything like that, guys, please be sure to hit me up. Um, we also going to be putting some things together where you guys can link with me in the gym, dog. I promise you, like, I've, I'm in the gym probably like six days a week. And if anybody can tell you, like, yeah, I'm going in. I'll be focused on the, the goal and the task at hand. Um, so, guys, please link up with me. We can get in the gym. And on top of that, I will be promoting my new uh, fitness program that I'm coming out with, guys. So, man, just tap in with me. Um, we got an open invitation to meet me at the gym. Um, just hit me up. Let me know. Guys, we're out. You know what I'm saying? Be good. Um, just believe in yourself more than anything. All right. We're back. Peace. <laughs>